did you know that practices that you might consider acceptable when it comes to your expense reimbursement process are actually costing your organization millions of dollars? I'm not kidding. Hundreds of thousands of organizations still use these practices, not realizing that they facilitate petty fraud and that these frauds occur with frightening frequency in their own organization. In this episode, I'm going to discuss three of them. The odds are really high that your organization is using at least one of them, and many will be using all three. Stick around until the end when I discuss one seemingly innocuous process allowed in 50% of all companies, and it really facilitates petty fraud. No one likes to think that their employees would steal from them. Alas, for whatever reasons, many otherwise normal people don't view fudging on their expense reports as theft. But these seemingly small expenditures add up and they come right off your bottom line. Hi guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place where we curate the latest business intelligence for those who work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable function. So let's start off with what I call horrible expense reporting practice number one, not asking for the detailed meal receipt. Now, right now in the United States, about 50% of all the companies out there do get the detailed meal receipt, but obviously 50% don't. And you might be thinking, well, what would that show? Why should I get it? So this is how it will help you. Number one, it'll show the number of guests. And don't forget that the IRS has strict regulations regarding expense reporting. And those regulations really do hone in on whose meals you can pay for and whose you shouldn't. So the receipt will show number of guests. And then your employees are expected to delineate who was there. It will also show you, obviously, what was ordered. So in one example, when the company got the detailed meal receipt, it showed that two steak dinners were involved, and the company suspected that the guy had taken his spouse out for a meal. And when they asked him about it, you know, two steak dinners, he said, yeah, I was very hungry. Okay, you can, you know, take that with a grain of salt and do with it what you will. The next thing is gift cards. Some employees have been adding gift cards when they go out for a meal and then pocketing them, which is as good as taking cash. So let's say we go out together for a lunch. The lunch is $50. I get a $25 gift card. And then when I turn in my receipt, it says $75. Unless I actually show the detailed meal receipt, it's going to be very difficult to figure out that I got you know, this small gift card for myself. Now, when we surveyed people at AP Now, 10% of them had found gift cards on expense reports. Now, keep in mind that only half the organizations are getting detailed meal receipts. So if you factor that in, the number might actually be 20%. But let's think about it for a minute. If your employee knows they're going to have to turn in the detailed meal receipt, hopefully they're smart enough not to put a gift card on it. So that number might be higher. The other thing that you can see is exactly what was purchased. And so one example that I find showed questionable management oversight, if you will, was the person who put in for a meal. They had, I don't know how much it was. And when the detailed meal receipt showed that they had had 12 beers and a plate of wings, and allegedly there were two people at this get together, which from one plate of wings, that seems reasonable. And it was supposedly a job discussion. So, you know, a manager who 
who saw one of their subordinates had put that on might want to have a discussion with that particular person. Okay, so get detailed meal receipts. Horrible expense reporting practice number two, and this probably goes on at 80% of all organizations out there, is not making managers responsible for the expense reports that they are supposed to review and approve. And according to AP Now, one of our surveys, only 20% of our people believed that in their organization, most managers are actually reviewing expense reports before they approve them. Most are just, you know, green lighting them and away they go. And one other statistic, which, you know, I wish was higher, only 10% of those responding to the survey said in their organization, there were consequences for employees who approved an expense report that had something that was clearly inappropriate on it. Okay, one other thing, employees get to know who looks at an expense report before they approve it and who doesn't. So if they know their manager does look, they're less apt to play games. Well, if they know he or she doesn't look, they're more apt to play games. But there's a second game that can go on here. Let's say they report to somebody who they know looks closely at the expense reports. So they're not going to play games. They're just going to put in for what the policy mandates. But if they know their boss's boss will not look closely at the expense report, they may play this game. And I've seen it done is, okay, Joe, my boss, he looks at everything closely. I'm going to hold my expense report back for a week till he goes on vacation and Jim, his boss, well, then I'll give it to Jim. And Jim never looks at anything. He just signs whatever we put in front of him. So they'll kind of play that game. Employees are pretty slick that way. And they'll figure out how to game the system, if you will. Now, before I get to the last practice, which at first glance may even seem kindly to you, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you loved it, please subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are reserved for accounts payable and payment issues, and expense reporting is an accounts payable and or payment issue, and Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. Okay, expense reporting horrible practice number three, and remember I said it may seem nice, and this is allowing employees to use their own credit card. And the rationale goes for it like this. The employee wants to accrue points to get a free flight or a hotel room or whatever they want, cash back. And it seems nice for the company to allow the employee to go ahead and use their card. But consider this. And by the way, about 50% of the companies out there with programs and company cards still allow employees to use their own cards if they so desire. First of all, issue number one, this alone should make you stop this practice, is by allowing this, you create extra work for whoever the staff is that reviews and administers your expense reports. And unless your organization has a lot of extra human resources out there to handle this, then you're putting extra work on the plate of those folks who really don't have the time to do it. So you're creating more work for them. But in addition to that, if I haven't convinced you on that front, consider that allowing the use of the personal card facilitates all sort of game playing. And I'm going to give you two examples. There are more, but you know, you don't want to spend forever listening to me yammer on about this. So I'm going to give you just two examples. Number one, an employee is going on a trip somewhere 
and they book their own flight and they use their own card, okay, because you're allowing that. And what they do is they book two flights. And you know yourself, you've gone on to Expedia or Travelocity, whoever you use, and you look for the flights and your flight, let's say in my hypothetical example, can cost anywhere from $400 to $1,600, even more sometimes. It's crazy. And so what the employee does using two different personal credit cards is they book two flights. They book that $400 flight and they book the $1,600 flight. That $1,600 flight is a refundable flight. And they get the receipts. And as soon as they get the receipts, they immediately return or cancel the $1,600 flight. They go on their business trip. They put in their expense report and they take the $400 flight, but they put in the receipt for the $1,600 flight. And right off the bat there, they made $1,200 by just spending a little extra time. Okay. That's number one game that they can play. And some employees play it. And unless you mandate use of the company card, you are never going to find it. Issue number two, refunds. And we saw that this became a huge issue when COVID hit. An employee either registers for a conference, buys something, let's say a book or whatever. And then through the normal course of events, that item is canceled. Let's say the conference was canceled. We saw a lot of that. Or the book comes and it's not what they intended. Whatever the story is, it's returned. And the refund goes back to the card that was used to purchase it. Now, if in the interim, before the event is canceled, the item is returned, the employee puts in an expense report and gets reimbursed for it so he or she can pay the credit card bill, which is not an unreasonable expectation. And then the refund comes through. The employee then has to turn that refund over to the company. Here is the biggie, if they remember. Sometimes it's an honest mistake. They just forget about it. And other times they know, oh, that money came in. It's really due to the company. Oh, nobody's probably checking this and nobody is. And they pocket that money. Sometimes this will happen first time. It's an honest mistake. And then they realize there's a flaw in the system and they take advantage of it. When COVID hit and we had all these conferences canceled or delayed, this created a huge amount of extra work for the people who were handling expense reports, and everybody was overworked at that point. So refunds, another huge issue. Okay, so we mentioned receipts earlier. Company requirements regarding receipts have been changing. The trends have been changing. We recently did a broadcast on expense reporting changes and trends just related to receipts. You can watch it now. It's a really short video. I think it's five minutes using the link that will appear momentarily on YouTube and is in the show notes below. And as always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your shares, your subscribes, and your comments. Good luck.